This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hi there. Welcome into episode 40 of Small Talk. I'm your host as always, Michelle Smallman. Episode 40. Huh. 40, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Double haul for the 40. Huh. 40. That feels like a lot. And simultaneously, not enough. Hmm. 40. 40 is a great number. I think a lot of people really hit their stride at 40. Here we go. Flirty 40, right? Isn't that a thing? Flirty 40. (laughs) I'm sorry. I interrupted your intro. Go ahead, Michelle. Episode 40. Episode flirty 40. (laughs) Flirty 40, baby. Oh, I don't even know how to recover from that. But yes, this is the 40th episode of Small Talk, the 3040 episode of Small Talk. We have a bunch of great stuff on deck for you today. We have, of course, our new Game of Thrones correspondent, Tommy Reese, is going to join us later in the pod. So if you haven't seen the episode, spoiler alert, you'll want to skip that part. However, we're going to do an interesting twist on our Game of Thrones coverage this week. While we are going to hit two important storylines that happen within the series, It's NFL Draft Week. Today's the NFL Draft, so we're going to combine the two. We're going to take our favorite Game of Thrones characters, and we're going to give them NFL Draft evaluations. So that should be super fun. We're looking forward to that. But before that, let's kick some stuff around with Tom and Steve. Tom's here in studio. You already heard from him, but hello, Tom. Flirty 40. Flirty 40. What's up? And we have Saruti back in Bristol. Steve, how are you? You know, I'm good. I'm I'm a little sleep deprived. I stayed up and watched the Dame Lowered 3 last night, so uh, I didn't go to bed until about 2.30 because I was so hyped. Um, It was unbelievable. (laughs) Literally, I just couldn't go to sleep. I was so fired up. I was just firing off tweets left and right. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. But it was well worth it, so I'm good. Well, good, Surti. I'm glad that you're hyped because we're going to need that energy today. We've got a lot of NFL draft stuff on deck, which is weird for us because this is a sports podcast that doesn't usually talk sports. But we've got a couple (laughs) draft features, if you will. So we're going to get into that later. But before we do that, we talk about dating on the show. Everybody knows everything about Tom's personal life. And Steve, he had a recent dating issue that we need you to weigh in on. Okay. I just feel like you always have dating issues. Like this isn't like a re- like um, the most recent dating issue you've had. Yeah. yeah. It's a struggle. When he was moving here, I said, you are going to meet a nice Midwestern girl. Girls in the Midwest are the best. It's going to happen so quickly. And what does he do? He hops on Tinder. He's swiping on everybody. And he's in these constant dilemmas. <laughs> so, Tom, please enlighten Saruti. Okay. Well, first of all, this is a Bumble female. So What's up? Yeah. Let's get one thing straight. I'm, I've moved on from Tinder. I'm much more classy these days. Good for you. Uh, um, I'm pumped for you, seriously. So I've been talking to this girl, and a uh, very nice girl, Southern Belle. She's from Auburn University. Okay. Good gal. War and, Eagle. Uh, good yeah, good you know, gal. Great gal. War <laughs> Eagle. And, uh, you know, we had decided to go on a date together. And the day of, I would texted her to kind of, you know, shore up the plans, if you will. And this was the text she sent me. She said, hey, so this is the deal. My friend that is coming in town this weekend is actually my best guy friend from home. He decided to tell me literally yesterday that he has feelings for me. Honestly, I'm not really sure that I feel the same way, but I'm not sure it's fair to really go out with someone the night before he gets here until I figure out the situation. Sad face emoji. Saruti, your reaction. Honestly, like I respect the hell out of her. That's a good, I mean, I, I get that. You know, even if you're not sure, 
I think it's respectful to both you, Tom, and the other dude to like, hey, let me just see what this is because I don't want to put both you guys in a weird position. Honestly, I think it's a great move. Yeah, I, I think I, you got to respect it, right? I just respect it as you. well, and I also am rooting for the guy because he's putting himself out there. He probably has had a crush <laughs> on this girl for so long, you know, as someone that's been in the friend zone before, as we all probably have at some point in our lives. And it's a tough spot, and this guy's like, you know what? F this. I'm trying to get out of this thing, and I want to be with the girl that I have true feelings for. So I'm rooting so, for him, but, you know, I weigh this in with my show staff here and with other people locally, and they don't. I don't know. They they yeah. don't like they don't like this. Yeah, can I give you my take on this, Steve? Okay, yeah. I think the girl sucks. Whoa. Said, I cannot believe she said that. Why are you saying this to Tom? You're you know it's gonna make him feel badly. And also to me, it's so rude to say, Yeah, I'm gonna put you on the bench. You're gonna be a bench player right now. And if this doesn't work out with this guy, then I'm gonna revisit this with you. <laughs> I mean, what a rude thing to do. You say, you know what, I'm not feeling so hot tonight. Let's reschedule. You hang out with your friend. You see if no. there's feelings there. I don't know. I just thought it was so shady to talk to him for all of this time, to set up the date, and then to say, boom, guess what? I might have a better option, but we'll no, no, talk no, no, to no, you no. later. TTYL. See, I didn't take this as he's a better option. I took this Okay, I, I took this the complete opposite way because, for me, if she had just said, hey, I'm not feeling super well tonight and like kind of just ghosted Tom in the future, that would be so much worse because – because at least she's being honest. Like, hey, I'm put in this kind of weird position. Like, I've known this guy forever. Let me just see it out and blah, 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 blah. Because I'll never really know. I'd much rather hear that than just say, hey, I'm sick. And then all of a sudden, like, you're never talking again after however long you've been talking, Tom. Like, I think that I think that's a much more respectable thing to do. Yeah, that was how I felt about it. But then, you know, I'm weighing this by people and they're like, hey, you know, and then I'm starting to think, OK, am I the dummy here? Am I? Am I no, should I, I be more so. upset? But I mean, it does. It does definitely suck. Like, look, I had. I had that plan on Friday night. I was kind of pumped up to go eat some tacos, drink some margaritas. Yeah, but let's be honest. They but, these these tin, these well, are, what are we on Bumble? Bumble, these Bumble please. They they fail. <laughs> these plans fail all the time. Like at least like this was an honest one. You know, I, I don't know. Like it's not like you know. Hey, maybe she was the maybe she was quote unquote the one. Tom, you never know. She got away, but like the chances are, she's probably not. And you're probably just gonna find somebody next week on Bumble to go out with anyway. So I actually didn't tell you this, Michelle. She texted me whoa two days ago. Update whoa. And checked in, told me that the weekend went terribly. Oh. She rejected the guy, and she just was like small talk chatting with me. Shout out small talk. Tell her to subscribe, rate, and review. Um, but I didn't put it out there to be like, so do you want to go out again? I figured leave the ball in her court. Now that she has kind of she stopped the plan before to do her thing and figure this out with that guy. I'm not going to put myself back out there and say, hey, let's try this again. I feel like now it's in her court to say, hey, it yeah. didn't work with this guy, so why don't we try this? Instead, she was just kind of bullshitting with me, kind of waiting for me to ask her again. So what what should I do here? Yeah, I don't know. It seems like she's checking in and saying, oh, it, it went badly. You're back in the batter's box. I don't think so. I don't like that. I don't like that she gave it a try with this guy, and if it would have worked out, then you're gone. And because it Michelle, didn't, she Michelle, wants she, you now. Let's be honest. You're nobody's Tom. Like, leftovers, I, Tom. Tom. I, oh, yeah, but Tom, thanks, Tom, 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 we you're love you. Like, you're a great guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, any 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 girl would be lucky to have you. 
But here's the thing. They have previous history. Of course she has to talk to this other guy first, right? She has to. She doesn't know Tom from Adam. So, like, what are we doing here other than a couple uh, a couple Bumble conversations? She's probably known this other dude for a long time. Oh, sure. I don't have any issue with her saying, hey, let me just figure this thing out first. Let me just see. And I don't think it's, like, sloppy seconds coming back to Tom here. I think this is just, like, all right, she tried it out. I mean, she may have not even tried it out. She may have just said, hey— I don't think this is, she may have wanted to just lay him down easy and say, hey, this isn't going to work out, blah, 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 before she got into anything with Tom. I hear where you're coming from, but I think then you make up an excuse. You don't let Tom know that he's the no. second option. Michelle, Michelle, the best relationships are built on honesty. This girl's honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like I said, nice Southern Belle, went to a good university. I thought she was going to be like, hey, I want to bring you both out and see which one I like better at the bar scene. Hunger so Games. That would have been, been much more interesting. I would have won. I think you would have won. Yeah, yeah, I think I you would have won, that. too. Yeah. You're I, a fun guy. You can drink a lot. I don't know this guy, but I know I thrive in in-person situations much more than I do on apps. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're putting me head-to-head with some schmeeb who's in the friend zone Shmeeb. down in Alabama, Shmeeb. I'm going to take the schmeeb down. <laughs> Wait, what was that conversation we had when we all worked together about schmeeb and what's the other word? Ferb or something? No, I mean... Oh, Herb. 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 I oh, thought you Herb. were going to say yeah. fuckboy because we did have a lot of conversations about Yeah, I don't know boy. the delineation between the three of those, and you guys told me about the hierarchy. <laughs> yes. What's oh, yeah, that was like uh No, Herb. Herb. <laughs> a Ferb <laughs> is like a Furby. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Like we a talked furry about herbs. rat monster. I don't know. A, a Herb. I don't know. How would you describe a Herb, Tom? Oh, man. I mean, it's it's tough to not just use people that we know to describe it because that's the easiest oh, yeah. way. Well, I wish I could knows. just say a name and just bleep it out. Um, let me think. Herb. Uh, Herb is like a guy who is every single thing he says, he's trying to be the coolest guy in the room, if that makes yeah, sense. I, I think so. Like I think of someone who's just kind of dumb but doesn't know they're dumb. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Kind of just like a, I don't know, just just kind of like, it's hard to describe because you're right. Like You you, you just know a herb right, when you we see all, one. We all, I know <laughs> there's like five herbs that all three of us know that I could say, and it's like mean to say that on the just podcast, kind of like but a, it's true. We all know a few herbs. Like a know? tool? Dork. Yeah. No, no, not a tool. It's like, like a tool like light. A, more like a dork, but like a little bit worse, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like dork like, plus. Oh, oh, you're such a freaking herb. Like this, yeah, you know, like, like not, being kind of a downer, but like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's hard to explain without. Like next time we're together and we see a herb, I will point out. <laughs> okay, and what's a shmeeb? Oh, shmeeb. A shmeeb <laughs> is just like a like a loser, like lame, not cool. Dude, like socks and sandals, uh, you know. <laughs> I can see you in socks and sandals. Yeah, what are you talking well, about? Like, you would totally There's a difference that. between that being a part of my steez and then being a shmeeb, you know. What oh, are you're you not saying? on the shmeeb steez? What is happening? I think you just don't res- – shmeebs are just guys that, like, you're like, yeah, I would never be caught with a shmeeb. Like, that, that guy is just, like – He's a disgrace to everything. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Absolute disgrace of a shmeeb. Because uh, like, shmeeb is much worse than a herb. Like, a herb is Ooh, just- I don't like, know. Eh. I think a shmeeb, you just kind of feel bad for a shmeeb. A herb, I don't feel bad for. Oh, I don't know. I get, oh, who knows? So let me open get this to, straight. Open for interpretation. A shmeeb is a disaster, but you kind of pity him a smidge. In my eyes. And then a herb is just a dork that thinks he's cool. That's that's a great way of boiling yeah. it down to a yeah. simple way. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. And then Fair. fuckboy, I think, speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah. Then we then we can get into the difference between bitch and punk bitch. Very different. <laughs> What's the bitch? difference? 
Well, there. I'm sorry. The difference between punk and punk bitch. That's that's something. That's that's a whole other category. Wait, so it's. Yeah. I don't know if we have time for. Pod, Wait, hold yeah. on. So it's bitch, punk bitch, and punk. Total yep. three totally Very, different people. Yes. Three totally different things. Punk really? bitch is obviously the worst. <laughs> yep. Yep. And if you're we a don't punk bitch, you're definitely this. a hurt. Wow. As well. I'm learning so yeah. much from you guys today. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the hierarchy then of best to worst? I'm guessing Herb, Schmeeb, Punk, Bitch, Punk, Bitch. Oh, okay. We're going to include Punk, Bitch. Punk, punk Bitch is absolutely the worst. No, I yeah. would say, uh, yeah, you're probably right. I'd say Fuck Boys number two. Worst probably or two. better? No, you know, so Punk, Bitch is the worst. Yep. Fuck Boy two. Then yep. I would say Bitch. <laughs> Then I would say, <laughs> bitch is sneaky bad. Yeah, yeah. Being a bitch is terrible. I can see Steve you calling someone a bitch. Yes, I mean I have on several occasions. It's <laughs> that like my go-to word. Yeah, that would be your insult of choice. Like you're a bitch. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I'd say Herb, then Schmeeb, and then Punk. Yeah. Like a Punk is kind of just like like a playful yeah. thing. Like ah, he's such a little Punk, you know. Yep, I agree. I would just switch uh, Schmeeb and Herb. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have to get into this one of these days. <laughs> I think we just did. Yeah. No, I mean, off air, the Schmeeb Herb thing, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I feel bad Name for Name and names. <laughs> Can you give me a celebrity that's a Schmeeb? Oh, okay. Or a player? Uh, man, Jason funny. Bateman's a Schmeeb. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, wait, no, you like Jason Bateman, don't you, Sarudi? I mean, I don't love Jason Bateman, but I don't think he's a sheep. <laughs> Jason Bateman. <laughs> I just know that Michelle doesn't like Jason Bateman. I don't much. dislike him. Well, I know you have some Ozarks, uh, you know, discrepancies, which- That has nothing to do with him. That's the creators of Ozark. <laughs> and while we're here, I mean, I've said it before on this podcast, long sleeve flannel shirts in July doesn't work. <laughs> do some market research. Anyway, continue. Uh, that's that's what I'd say for Shmeeb. You, you know who one? I think is a, kind of a Shmeeb? Uh James Corden of the Late Late Show on CBS. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, I'm Shots not a big fired. James Corden fan. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a schmeeb. He's trying to. He's he's trying to take your. He's, he's in your lane too much a little bit. <laughs> okay, that's really really insulting. <laughs> I don't think it is at all. Yeah, I mean he's super successful and has one of the <laughs> yeah. most viral features of all time. No, he's lame. He's a schmeeb. Absolutely. Really? Shmeeb. It seems like everybody loves him. No, out on James Corden. I don't think wow, he's funny. Wow, out. Out. I'm out on that schmeeb. How I feel about Conan. I don't think Conan's Whoa, funny. that's wrong. Bad take. Not a bad take. Sarudi. Conan? Take. I'm not a big Conan guy. Oh, outnumbered. Yeah. He's so, so yeah. smart. Conan, I'm not a big late night guy anyway. Is Conan all. a herb? Conan's not a herb. I'm trying to think no. of a herb. Uh, what's you. that? He's who's that Boston. guy? Pete Davidson's a herb. Oh, interesting. But Pete Davidson pulled Ariana Grande and is now dating Kate Beckinsale. That's why. That's kind of why he's a herb, though. Like, I think he's kind of a fuckboy. He's also a fuckboy. You can be. Yeah. Oh, listen, this is a Venn diagram of things. We can certainly. You can be more than one thing. I honestly feel like I should be taking notes right now. Uh, I have no I just, idea what I you guys like... are talking about. Mm. I mean, the whole uh, the whole rating system is very subjective. I just remember when we worked together post show, you guys were like, "Ugh, so and so, what a schmeeb," and I'm like, "What are you even <laughs> talking about?" Maybe this isn't a Midwestern thing. If people in the Midwest use herb or schmeeb, tweet us. Or Instagram us, whatever. Because I never heard that in my life until I worked with the two of you. I could see that being a very East Coast thing. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> it hasn't got to you guys yet there. But bitch and punk bitch, we know well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so before we move on, Steve, what do you think that Tom should do about the date? If she asks you to go out again, I would be totally okay with you doing that. I don't think there's anything weird or negative on your part about that. So I should wait for her to say, hey, let's yeah, try I don't this think, again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, think I you should be, be desperate. One. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Cool. 
Yeah. Know yourself, Tom. Know your worth. Know that <laughs> Michelle, you're not don't a look desperate. Today. You're a starter, not I'm, a backup. I'm not a snack. Isn't that a good thing? I can't call you a snack. You're like okay. my brother. What is a snack, by the way? Snack's like a hot little side piece, like a dish, like, ooh, full snack. Probably younger. Like a hot guy. Like, I'm trying to think of who's who's a hot guy that could be a snack. Like, I was thinking about Game of Thrones, which we're going to talk about later with Tommy Reese. Oh, Pod? Pod's a snack. No, Gendry is a full snack. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pod Pod's a snack. Get out of here. Pod is not. Wait, Pod is a triple threat. Let's be honest. Uh, I was texting with your wife, Maddie, last night, and why are more people not talking about Pod's voice, voice of an angel? I mean, Pod has a lot of things going for him, if we're being honest. We'll get into this Tommy Reese, but singer, he's got, like I said now, he's got great hair. He's becoming a great fighter. He's obviously amazing in the bedroom. Like, Pod obviously. is a quadruple threat. He's a legend. But Gendry... Or is it Gendry? Gendry, Gendry. Right? But Gendry, as we saw in the scene with Arya, again, we're going to talk about this with Tommy later, full snack. <laughs> full snack. Yeah, that yeah, that reminded me of like an 80s. That reminded me. It was too, um, it was too like Top Gun-ish. It was like everyone, there was like dudes sweating and like making things. and Bizarre. I don't know. It was a weird scene for me. Tom Cruise is a snack. No, Tom Cruise is a psycho. <laughs> That's true. We should ask Adnan Verk, our friend, friend uh, of the pod, about Tom Cruise. <laughs> Yeah, this is a Scientology-free podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. If you're listening oh, and you're a Scientologist, keep thank, listening. Thank, thank you, you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we yeah, do not support your turn. But that was one of the best rants in the history of radio. <laughs> All right, so we're dropping this podcast on Thursday, which means tonight is the NFL draft. I thought we should take a stroll down memory lane, and the three of us could just revisit one of our personal favorite draft stories over the past couple years. You probably remember in 2017 when the Chicago Bears made some waves and headlines because they traded their number three pick uh, to the 49ers, among others, so they could move up one spot in the draft and grab UNC quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Obviously ended up being a good pick for them because he's ended up producing. Eh. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I mean, you know. Too early to say. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. It's yeah, too I mean, early to say. Demarcus Russell, but, it, you know, I don't know. He's he's <laughs> he's effective okay. for them. He's they have a, a good team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. Look, but, he's no Jay Cutler. Yeah. It's true. All right. I mean, legend on and off the field. <laughs> is, is Jay Cutler a schmeeb? No. No, Actually, Jay we like Cutler, Jay now. Jay Cutler we like is, Jay. I'm trying to think. Like Jay Cutler definitely has some of that in him. He's a Jay Cutler like we, is a, is a fuckboy a little bit. A little bit of a fuckboy. He's yeah. kind of a dick. I <laughs> yeah, <think>. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> which is a whole another thing. You get into dick tool and asshole. Those are three very different things as well. Honestly, mm. can you guys get me a flow chart here? I don't know what's <laughs> yeah, going we on. We really should do a, a full pod of like different like categories of people he's, one of these days. He's a dick. Bonus pod content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can argue his effectiveness on the field, but we cannot argue is how great of a tweeter he was. I don't know if he's still a good tweeter because I don't follow him, but back in the day after he was picked, people unearthed some legendary tweets from Mitchell Trubisky. Let's run through a few. How about this one? Tunnels are legit with a picture of a tunnel. <laughs> and it's I such mean, a bad picture of a tunnel, too. Terrible I mean, picture. But tunnels are legit. wrong, though? He's not wrong. <laughs> tunnels, tunnels are pretty legit. Actually Imagine are if legit. you had never seen a tunnel before and you just saw a tunnel. You're like, yo, this is sick. Right, like, what is this? <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky coming in hot with another take. Taken 2 was legit. Yeah, it was. <laughs> now that's where I'm going to draw the line. No. Taken 2. Taken 1 was good. 
Taken two and three are very forgettable. So okay, take, a, Taken miss. three was terrible, but Taken two <laughs> was a very good sequel. I never made it past the original. I got to be honest. Wait, so we got two legit things. Yeah, right? so tunnels big and Taken of, two. Big, yeah, big fan of things being legit. I like legit as a term of like describing something. Me too. Yeah. I'm all in on legit. All right, next one. Just in all caps, Skittles. <laughs> Skittles. Now, if he had finished it and said Skittles are legit, I'm all Skittles are legit. I yeah. love Skittles. Honestly, out Skittles of, are a tier one candy. For sure, out of all things that he named that were legit, Skittles are the obvious choice. So he should have tacked on is legit after Skittles. I like sour Skittles. Skittles. No, no, no. Regular no, Skittles. Come on, Tom. regular Skittles. Yeah. All right, okay. here's one that I love: Mitchell Trubisky, December twenty second, twenty eleven, having a bowl of cereal. Hashtag can't get enough. <laughs> Cereal is also legit, so yes. I mean, we, we, maybe you should have just yes. kept the same word. Also, you definitely can have enough cereal because at a certain point, there's too much milk in your stomach. Come yeah, you on, can't Mitch. get enough. I'm sure you actually can. <laughs> yeah, but what kind of cereal? Though? Yeah. Oh, true. There's no picture for this one, These right? tweets are opening up more questions. All right, next one. This one is Mitchell Trubisky on currency. Just got handed a... I can't even say this. Just got handed a 2011 penny. Damn, these boys are hashtag shiny. <laughs> Yo, pennies are legit. <laughs> oh Damn, God. these boys are hashtag shiny is an all-time tweet. And, and what? And so, what was the to, the date on that tweet? November too? 9th, twenty eleven. Okay, so How that's, old a, that's was a penny. He? So this is a, a very useful Mitchell yes. Trubisky and a useful penny this. and a useful penny. In um, his defense, if Twitter was a thing like when I was that age, like when I was like probably what 13, 14, 15. <laughs> There'd be some dumb shit on my Twitter. I'm, I'm not going to sit legit. here. I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm better than this. No, no. We this is a Mitchell Trubisky appreciation segment. I had to delete a lot of tweets. I'm sure you did. <laughs> oh, I just didn't. I'm just just rolling the dice. For no, me, for, so for me, I got a Twitter when I because when Twitter became popular, I was like towards the end of high school. So there's oh, like a no, three Tom. year stretch of tweets that like sophomore year of college when I really was like, okay, Tom, you're gonna like hopefully work in media one day maybe you gotta you know tighten this thing up i deleted like probably because i wasn't a prolific tweeter i probably tweeted maybe 65 tweets over a three-year span and they were all really really bad and i'm glad that they no longer exist on the internet if you screenshotted any of these please send them to us <laughs> yeah well you know what's funny too about like old school like you know the, the early you know years of twitter is like people didn't really know what to do with it <laughs> yeah. so they would just tweet stuff like that out so i'm not surprised right. by that at all people would just tweet like things that they were doing like hey sitting at home hashtag home how about <laughs> this one for mitchell trubisky 821 cough drops today hashtag not good i mean that is not good yeah i would say I do would you think he did that for good. fun or was he saying it's not good because he's sick like what? I think because if you eat that many cough drops, it's not great for your body. <laughs> yeah, but if they were Luden's cough drops, totally different. Story. Oh my god, those are candy. Those are tasty. I know. Those yeah. are essentially candy. Actually, shout out Luden's. <laughs> I haven't had those in forever, but I remember as a kid being like, uh, uh, I have a cough. No, really, I just want to eat oh, some yeah. candy. Yeah. This one is great. September fourteenth, twenty twelve. Just saw the most unbelievable thing on my way home. No elaboration. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, this guy is amazing. I mean, there's no follow up. He doesn't elaborate at all. Just on the most humble. And this guy is leading an NFL team now. I it's mean, amazing. This is, he's a leader of men. Let's do three more. We'll roll through because we need to get our Game of Thrones insider Tommy okay. Reese on the line. Yeah, we will do three more, but then I have the kicker at the end that we need to hit. On. I don't yeah, want. One that I we don't need. want to hit that one. We need to hit it. How about this one? August 9th, twenty twelve. USA is the sweetest flag. Yeah, that is not true. No, that is by not far true. true. 
I yeah, think no, no, we no. have a great flag, personally. I think our flag's okay. It's not the it's not the sweetest flag. What would you say sweeter? Sorry, how dare you? I mean, Honestly, I think Scotland, I know how simple it is. Scotland is a great flag. Um I, I would say that because I don't know off the top of my head. It's just white with Scotland. the blue with the blue cross. Um I'm trying to think off the top of my head other great oh, flags. Oh, what? You think this flag no, I love is it. better it's than classic. the Stars and it's, Stripes? Oh, no, it's classic. It's simple. Oh, it's it's amazing. I love that. Rudy hates America. I thought about buying a Scottish flag, and I have no Scottish heritage that I know of at all just because it's such a cool flag. Wow, I now, wish I would have known spe- this before your wedding. I would have given you this as a gift. Yeah, no, Scottish, Scottish flag is awesome. I'm trying to think it's of like other cool best, flags. No, it's not Canada average. has it's a good flag. But it's great. Mm, I like the, I like the leaf. maple leaf. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Overrated, I would say. I'm trying to think of other like <laughs> European. I think Spain has a great flag. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of who else. A lot you know, of good Italy, state man. flags out there. You think Spain has a great flag? I think Spain does have a great flag. Oh yeah, I love Spain. Jamaica has a good flag. Eh, I like the California flag. Okay. I do like the California flag. Good call. Yep. Honestly, one of the best flags ever is the Chicago flag. Eh, it's a good flag. Mm. St. Louis, also a great flag. Yeah, good no flag. lie. Florida good Lee, flag. killer. All right, so let's wrap this up with Mitchell Trubisky. How about this one? Must be my lucky day. Just found a Lamb Before Time beach ball rolling in the road. Ha ha. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lamb Before Time. Beach ball. Yes. I know. How, how, why does that exist? Probably why was a, his lucky day. Why does a Land Before Time beach ball exist? Little fun fact for you. Land Before Time, number one movie when I was born. What's up? What's up, Steve? <laughs> Honestly, Land Before Time, fun fact for me, probably the first movie I cried in. I mean, yeah, Littlefoot's sure. mom? Do we need know, to go there? Really sad. There's Sarah? like 17 of them, too. That was a tearjerker. <laughs> I think Land Before Time is like the now CDs. It's like Land Before Time 72. I agree. There's like 17. Wow. All right, last one from Mitchell Trubisky. Hot tub with a strawberry milkshake. Hashtag perfect. <laughs> Again, legit. <laughs> <laughs> so a milkshake in a hot tub though. I don't know. It like isn't that kind of like when you're drinking milk and it's hot out? <sighs> yeah, you got to drink it fast, but... <laughs> So you get a brain freeze. I know you're getting the hot, hot the hot cold what dynamic. It, what if it was cold outside, he's in a hot tub drinking a milkshake, right? <laughs> then it's then it's like actually perfect. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Where'd he's, he grow he's up? evening out. Yeah. Let's find out. We know he went to UNC, but is he from there? I mean, there's one tweet that trumps them all. I know it's not very I <laughs> appropriate. I don't Michelle like doesn't it. want us to say it, but I mean, you should say it. He's from Ohio. Ul- it's the ultimate Mitchell Trubisky tweet of him just realizing I'm never going to be famous one day. From December 27th of 2011, he tweets, "Quote: I love to kiss." T- <laughs> I hate that so much. It ruins we everything. We don't really need to elaborate. You it ruins know. everything. No. He just he was just stating he, what he loves and just decided to fire that one off one day. He was feeling <laughs> real good about himself and I mean again, is he wrong? I don't know if I'm more offended by that or the fact that Sir Rudy thinks this flag of Scotland is better than the United oh, States. Oh, I flag. love the Scottish flag. The, 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 it's the, my issue with the USA honestly. flag is it's got too much going on. There's, no, it okay, does not. 13, it's compartmentalized. 13 stripes, 50 stars, like a, a million. Uh, I mean, I, it's you know not, the meaning it's, behind it's not it, a bad Steve? Flag. It's not a bad flag. It's an incredible flag. I'm not saying it's, it's 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 a good flag. It's a good flag. I mean, the stripes are representing the original 13 colonies. Obviously, the you know, the stars, 50 Drake states flag? of the union. Come oh, on. is that how? Is that why? I mean, come like... on. I mean, he's saying it's too much. It's representative. <laughs> no, I know what it represents. Sneaky great flag, Croatia. Croatia, great flag. Okay. Um, I would also say I'm trying to think. Honestly, Israel also a great flag. Yeah, Very Israel simple. has a good flag. That's a good point. Um, I mean, Croatia's fine. 
Just Google Croatia's it. It's a, average. Yeah. No, I love Croatia. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we have here. Um, oh, one more. I was like, oh, Japan. Great flag. Very simple, but great flag. <laughs> Japan. So, the, the, Honestly, correct Steve, me if I'm wrong. That's just this a is your white... worst take. This is Tom's The Wire's underrated Which take. Is not what I mean. No, because I'm a, like, I like simplicity. I like that the style is very, there's not a lot going on. It's just like a beautiful thing. It doesn't need a lot. There doesn't need to be a lot. So then on. I'm sure you like the flag of Italy. It's just three blocks but, of color. But, no, I actually don't. I don't because I don't like the colors together. Barbados, great flag if you want to look that one up as well. Great. Actually, Barbados might have the best flag. Wow. Steve, are you a big maps guy? I'm a, I love maps. Same. I love big maps. Big map guy. I could see, now that I'm hearing the passion behind your flags <laughs> break down, I could so see you being into oh. the vintage maps. I can do maps. an hour on great, on great flags, great maps. I, I, usually whenever I go to a city, I get a map. Oh, I'm, I'm all about maps. All right. Well, next week we want your flags p- power rankings and your maps <laughs> can power do rankings. So I can do, do the homework. I have a very nice map framed in my living room right now. Uh, 1924, every radio station in North America placed on a U.S. map. Very cool map. Hmm. Interesting. You would enjoy it, Serenity. Cool. Uh, that is pretty cool. Before we get Tommy Reese on the line, do you want to tell him what you also ordered for your apartment? <laughs> Yeah, I got a uh, a tour poster for Leon Bridges from Germany um, to frame and put on my wall because I thought it would be chic and cool for the ladies. Now, <laughs> I understand why you would think that, but I just don't think that's the right move for you. He thought a framed poster was chic. It is chic. Yeah, I mean, it depends what it is, but it, but it has to. You said it's from Germany. Yes, it's that's a German cool. tour I get poster. That. No, it's cool Michelle. I know what theory. he's trying to do. No, I, I know what he's trying to do. I see it, but the, but it's just I don't think it's you. For being honest, <laughs> I get the approach. I don't think he can stick the landing with this one. I agree. Well, it's gonna big, happen. I mean, I love Leon Bridges. Who Are doesn't? You, great. I didn't even know you didn't like. I didn't know you like Leon. Bridges. Yeah, I love Leon. You don't Bridges. strike me as a Leon Bridges guy. No, I, I think he thinks girls take. like Leon Bridges. Well, they, <laughs> they I was gonna say. I think there's an extra sure. motivation behind. This. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not gonna frame an Eminem poster in my living room. Stan. <laughs> Albania, another great flag. Oh, my gosh, Steve. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get Tommy Reese on the line because we have an exciting Game of Thrones feature we want to debut this week. In case you missed last week's episode, Rudy and I are super into Game of Thrones. Tommy Freeze Pops has opted to not watch the series, which I think is a mistake. But, hey, you do you, pal. So we wanted a third voice in here to kick around the storylines from Game of Thrones and their final season. So it's time to talk to our Game of Thrones correspondent, Tommy Reese. He comes to us from the house of South Bend, Indiana. A warrior on the gridiron, converting over 60 touchdowns in over four years of battle. A two-time bowl champion in his own right. Let us talk Game of Thrones with Notre Dame quarterback coach Sir Tommy Reese. Tommy, is that open growing on you at all? Uh, a little bit. You know, I got a lot of feedback from my friends on it, but, um, you know, it's not too bad. It's not terrible. What did your friends think of Tom's accents? Uh, horrible. <laughs> they wanted to know who was doing it. Um, I tried to explain to him kind of his role, but they gave me a hard time. They said that, you know, that probably needs to go, but I told them it was part of the show at this point, and, and we had to keep it rolling. Yeah, we have to stick with it. Okay, so episode two of the final season, again, really no action. It was kind of laying the groundwork for this epic battle to come, but there were two key moments in this episode that we're going to hit before we get into our special feature. Most people know, if you haven't seen this already, spoiler alert, but Arya Stark getting it on with Gendry. I mean, she says, this could be my last night on Earth. I want you to take my V-card, and they get after it. Guys, your reaction. 
Yeah, I would say Arya disagrees with that there wasn't any action in this episode. Um, <laughs> you know, I th- I didn't see it coming. You know, I know that like, they kind of built it up in the first episode a little bit, just a little bit of the tension, but, like, I didn't think it was going to go from, like, her looking back at him and giving him the eyes to, okay, now I'm going to push him onto a bed and say, take your own damn pants off. Um, that kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, but I think, like we talked about last week, it just kind of shows Arya – you know, kind of coming full circle and her character development and her becoming, you know, showing a softer side, a more, you know, a side that's not just her wanting to kill everyone all the time. Should I make the joke and say Gendry showed a harder side? What's up? <laughs> she got two spears that episode. What's up? Oh, um, Steve. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, just saying. Uh, listen, I, I'm i with you, Tommy. Like, I think the that caught me off guard. I literally said, like, two minutes before it happened that there's no way it was going to happen. I'm like, no way. Cause we've sort of seen her grow up. We've seen her. I don't, she's like a, she's like a sister to most of the people watching the show. So I think it was a little uncomfortable to watch, to be honest with it you. It was very weird. But I'm not, but I'm not mad about it. Like good for her. Like I, like I don't have any issues that the whole episode was essentially just like what felt like a goodbye to a lot of characters. Cause obviously next week is going to be the big battle and we don't know exactly how bad it's going to be, you know, casualty wise and which main characters will die. But I imagine it will ne- the show will never be the same. That will be the last episode where we probably see all of them. And for her to want to kind of do that and, and go out that way, I'm I'm all for it. My issue, the the thing I have with Arya though, and I because I know she got the the actual spear that Gendry made her. Um, <laughs> the issue, the issue. Yeah, I got to be clear here. The the problem I have is, um, and it's not really a problem. It's just a concern. Is that Arya is not really used to sort of open battle fighting like she's sort of into one-on-one combat so Mm -hmm. i'm not sure how well she's gonna do in a legit war that's a great question i never thought about that yeah it's a pretty deep it's pretty deep she's more of like a guerrilla warfare like jumping out of a tree Mm -hmm. yeah or 1v1 kind of thing you know 1v1 i'd take her against probably anybody but well maybe when they have bran sitting out there awaiting the night king she is the sneak attack factor Maybe, maybe, and she'll be you know feeling super good after her night with Gendry. Confidence well, at an all-time high. I mean, there you go. I loved the back-to-back scenes where at first it was Arya saying, you know what, I'm a woman, I'm claiming my sexuality, kind of stepping into that space. And then it's followed by Jamie Lannister knighting Brienne of Tarth, which was, mm-hmm. to me, one of the best episodes of the entire series. I absolutely cried because I'm a baby like that. <laughs> but it's just, it was such a cool thing for her to get that validation because she is more of a knight and more honorable and more of a grade A person that deserves a title like that than anyone on the show. Yeah, I, this might be a little bit of a hot take, but like I could have done without that whole scene. Whoa. Whoa. Go on. Like, I like Anna Tarth. Like, I like her. She's a great character. I just thought the whole thing was a little weird and uncomfortable. Like That scene made me more uncomfortable than Arya's scene. And like I thought Tormund was funny and like the milk story and him clapping. Like, I liked all that, and I liked <laughs> Amy being there. But, like, that whole scene, it just, like, it kind of seemed a little forced to me. And, like, I don't – and I get it. Like, she needed, you know, that to substantialize her. But at the same time, she's already proven to so many people how important she is and how great of an asset she is that that scene, I just didn't do it for me. And maybe that's just I don't love that storyline and I don't love that plot line. But I would have much rather her have, you know, chosen – or Professor Love to Jamie or something like that instead of just, you know, being knighted. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. I just, I thought it was cool that in that moment, all of these people that had power or strength or 
or however you want to describe it, acknowledge that in her. And that's really all she's ever wanted in her life. And it also bummed me out because she's one of my favorite characters. And now that she has gotten everything she wants, her character arc is kind of closed. That circle is closed. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much know she's going to die. Yeah, I felt like that was like a, hey, here's a last hurrah for her. And that's yeah. probably the last we're going to see her. Um, I see. I disagree because I think I think it meant a. I think she said it didn't mean a lot to her, but I think it did mean a lot. She's somebody who, I think throughout the show, you can see she's really into loyalty. She likes the old ways of sort of how things happen in Westeros. Mm -hmm. And even if she was going to say, "I'm not that interested," you know, I don't, I don't really care. Blah 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 blah. I'm not worried about it. She really did care. She wanted to be a knight, and I think I think that showed us sort of showed how much, you know, it really meant to her. And I think you know the, the thing is, and the other. The other scene that I thought was interesting between Jamie and Brienne was when they were kind of like out training people mm -hmm. and Brienne is like waiting for Jamie to like make fun of her and he doesn't and he's he he is legitimately behind her. He is absolutely all in her camp and like their relationship is sort of it, 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 it's so much respect now and I know there is some sort of like sexual tension there between the two of them who knows and who knows where Tormund comes in and it's probably <laughs> going to be sad because we're probably never going to we're going to actually see it because I am I think she's one of the I think she's one of the favorites to probably die in the third episode but I just, I thought it was a nice sending off for her and it was completely you know it was completely deserved um for one of the most honorable characters in the show Okay well since there wasn't a ton of action a little bit as Tommy referenced with Arya, so. but not a ton there wasn't a ton of talking points this week we thought you know since today's the nfl draft game of thrones is the show that everyone's talking about we need to combine the two so what we've done is we've compiled draft scouting reports on our favorite game of thrones characters and so we're going to run through them with you as if these players were entering the draft tonight so tommy we're going to start with you All right, great. So the first person I want to talk about is Tyrion Lannister. Uh, I think Tyrion's a very polarizing quarterback prospect. I think he's garnered a lot of opinions throughout his tenure. You know, he's a guy who's bounced around a little bit. He's transferred twice before landing and making his mark uh, really be known down at Tulane. Um, the conversation, though, has to begin and end with his height. Is he going to be able to follow the footsteps in a Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield type, an undersized quarterback who can make an impact? You know, he shows great improv skills and plays with a lot of moxie. You know, there's no doubt that he's able to outthink defenses uh, and deliver in big moments, especially early in his career. He showed, it, showed the ability to, to deliver in big moments. Um, he's a cutthroat competitor. He's not afraid to take the tough decision or throw. You know, every one of his teammates swears by his leadership, and he seems to be very well liked in the, in the locker room. He's definitely one of the guys. You know, some negatives on Tyrion. Uh, I think there's some inconsistency issues. I think throughout his career, you know, there's been some letdowns in big games. There's been some letdowns in moments where he really needed to step up and the people that were counting on him, um, he let them down. Uh, there's too much flash. There's too much good. There's too much bad. You know, off the field, there's definitely some serious red flags. I think the drinking and the love for the nightlife you know, has led him to astray a little bit in the past, but it does seem like he is, he is starting to try to rebrand his image a little bit. But, you know, those red flags are still there. You know, I think he's a quarterback that truly has that it factor. Um, and I think a few teams have definitely fell in love with him. I could see him going as high as a top five pick or, or being a guy that you see in the green room and, and sliding down the draft, you know, due to some of those off-the-field issues. You know, he really reminds me of one of my favorite fictional quarterbacks in Joe Kane. You know, he has the off-the-field drinking issues and the serious dad problems. Um, but if he can harness some of that playmaking ability, 
Um, I think he can be a guy that's Baker Mayfield, Shane Falco, kind of one of those you know improv type, make you miss quarterbacks out in the open field. But Tommy, what about the hand size? You know, the hand size is definitely an issue. He's got to get into a warm climate. Maybe playing in a dome will help him, you know, where you don't have to deal with issues of the weather. Um, hand size is definitely below nine, which is kind of that, that watermark for quarterbacks. All right, I got Jon Snow. Now, listen, Jon Snow might be the best natural-born leader we've ever evaluated. The guy absolutely garners respect from all the people he plays with. Teammates, teammates love him, would literally run through a wall for him. They literally run through the wall for him. <laughs> One of the things that people always say, your best ability is your availability, right? John just does not miss battles. The guy just doesn't miss stuff. Even when he dies, he comes back and fights. He's a natural-born fighter. He likes to fight. My issue with John is is a little bit of leadership. I think he's a good leader, but I'm not sure he always leads people in the right way. Now, again, he's not perfect. Height is definitely an issue, as many people like to bring up, but he's not that short. Um, as many have pointed, many people have pointed out, you know, he's he's not he, he's not a you know he's a, your prototypical six foot four, six foot five type quarterback. He's more of your maybe just around six foot, and that's fine in today's Westeros. Okay, people do that all the time. Um, mental stamina. I think he has the mental stamina to overcome it. Think somebody like Russell Wilson. The other knock on him would be his decision making. He makes a lot of dumb, rash decisions in the name of being right and honorable. I think some would call him mistake prone. He's got to clean that up at the next level if he wants to truly be great. He might actually be a little bit too good of a person. Don't you kind of? Sometimes you want your leader to be kind of a dick. You want him to be a little bit more of an asshole. I think he could use a little bit more asshole in his personality to really kind of fulfill his his potential. He can't always be the good guy. But at the end of the day, I think Jon Snow is the guy you want in your team. He's a guy that I think more than anyone in this entire evaluation process you want to go to battle with, and I don't doubt him being successful at all. All right, I want to highlight Arya Stark, who may be the sneaky vest value pick in this draft. When you look at Arya Stark, you think you may have her pegged based on her appearance. Do not judge this book by the cover. Pull up the film. You're going to see what she's capable of, all right? This girl is deceptive in every aspect of her game. I'm talking deceptive quickness, deceptive speed. She's deceptively athletic. She's able to display a chameleon-like quality to deceive her opponents. She can anticipate their moves. They can't pinpoint hers. She's got great footwork and even better hands. Arya Stark, high ability to handle pressure. She's incredibly coachable. Actually, she responds well to tough coaching, which is going to play in the league. She's the first one in, last one out. High motor prospect. We haven't even mentioned Arya's best quality, grade A top-tier killer instinct, which is exactly what you want in a draft prospects. Now, what are the negatives? She's a notorious hothead. The endearing scrappiness you may see in her, it can escalate quickly into a full-blown rage blackout. But whenever Arya's on the field, you can expect flags to be thrown. You know she's going to rack up some penalty yards, let's be honest. We're dealing also with a bit of a maturity issue here. This girl certainly holds grudges, her intensity, both a blessing and a curse. When I'm thinking of comps here, the player comparison is a little interesting. I'm sensing shades of Julian Edelman with a hint of Aaron Hernandez. Too much? I don't know. <laughs> this reads like a classic Patriots pick to me could be the biggest surprise of the draft <laughs> okay the next prospect i want to talk about is probably one of my favorite prospects in this class and that's samuel tarley um samuel comes from a smaller school at the citadel he played at the fcs level in the southern conference uh, but he really grew and excelled there he's a high class high character interior offensive lineman uh, he's a late-blooming prospect who is just growing into himself and starting to build some confidence around his ability to make a difference out there. Uh, he's one of the most consistent interior offensive linemen in the class. 
it's really centered around his smarts and his high work ethic to get most out of his, his limited athletic abilities. He's a true gym rat and seems to be a coach's son. You know, early in his career, I think the competitiveness and courage were big question marks, but those have both been more than answered with his ability to go toe-to-toe when they played against that team up north and his ability to take confrontation head-on and really go into a leadership role and making some tough conversations with teammates. Yet he, he lacks the ideal length and athleticism to play on the edge. I see him best suited to play center where we have the help of a guard next to him and can help make the calls for the protection and the run game. He reminds me a little bit of Jeff, Jeff Saturday, who was a, an offensive lineman mm-hmm. coming out of North Carolina, a guy they said can never play on Sundays and then flourish to a 13-year NFL career with a Super Bowl and six Pro Bowl appearances. I love Samwell's value here as a late day two, early day three pick, and I believe he's one of those guys you can plug and play on the interior of your line right away. All right, my next one's Bran. Bran Stark, he's probably, and I'll Bran Stark, a.k.a. now the three-eyed Raven. Now, he is maybe the toughest eval, I think, of, of all time. Some people love him. Some people hate him. He's got great bloodlines. Smartest guy probably we've ever seen and we've ever evaluated. Cerebral, unbelievable wizard-like vision. No one see, sees the field better than Bran. He's basically a coach on the field putting everyone in the right position. Now, he does lack some mobility. If you're going to ask him to do some things that he can't do, he's going to struggle. But if you put him in the right role or the system, he's going to thrive. Personality-wise, let's be honest, he's not for everyone. He's a bit cold. He's a little bit of a loner. He can come off as creepy at times. He seems to alienate his teammates and you know, without even trying to. He's probably not a guy who's going to win a press conference for you either. Now, that's not a deal-breaker for me, though. Plenty of great guys, great quarterbacks have had rough personalities. The question is, is he Aaron Rodgers or is he Jay Cutler? I think he's more of Rodgers. I think his game, he can do things that flat out anybody in the game cannot do. And maybe the most underrated part of Brand's game is that he's just sort of scratched the surface as far as his talent level. I think given the right system, he could be the most one of the most talented players we've ever seen. Again, think Aaron Rodgers. The attitude and personality is certainly a problem. Is he going to rub off on, on teammates the wrong way? Is he a leader? We don't even really know if he's a leader. But I think this is a guy that, based on sheer talent alone, you want on your team. we got to talk about the Night King. He is a highly touted prospect. Everybody has him right at the top of their big boards, and there is a reason why. It's because the Night King, surefire franchise guy. you got to start with the obvious one here. In terms of physical tools, prototypical frame, unparalleled arm strength. Truly a cannon of an arm. I mean, this guy can sling it. Not to mention, he's going to make a pro-style read. He has anticipatory accuracy. He can make even the toughest throws seem like a breeze. In his pre-combine workout, we saw him throwing spears unparalleled believable skill set. However, the Night King tends to move at a glacial speed, but with a rocket arm like that, I'm not totally concerned with his mobility. Also, he's an incredible on-field leader. The Night King can rally the troops without even uttering a single word. Despite his teammates already being dead, they are truly ride or die for the Night King, and they will follow him into battle. Main concern with this guy has to do with off-field behavioral issues, though. I wouldn't necessarily call him a character guy. He can also turn on you at any moment. He might touch you and kill you. Big red flag. Big red flag. But honestly, Imagine the arm of Aaron Rodgers, the accuracy of Tom Brady, and this guy's got ice in his veins. I'll risk death for a prospect like that. 100% can't miss wood draft. Okay, the last prospect I want to talk about here is a guy on the defensive side of the ball, and that's Grey Worm. 
Okay, Grey Worm may be the best pure defensive player in this entire draft. He is a fearless at his free safety position, a guy with truly nothing to lose. His tackling and ability to battle on the field are truly unmatched in this class. He has really shown the willingness to mix it up and go down and play in the box, and this is really where I see him excelling at the next level. He can be a dime linebacker in your third down package, and then he can play in your, as a high safety you know, on first and second down. I love this guy's backstory. He overcame an extremely tough upbringing, went the junior college route before landing in Alabama over the last two years. You know, he's an immediate leader on the field. He brought his discipline and work ethic to an already very stout defense. You know, he's a player that you know will give you everything he has, playing and play out, super consistent in his ability and super consistent in his personality. There are absolutely zero character or off-the-field issues. It really makes you wonder how someone can be this clean off the field. Is there something seriously missing with him? Is he truly one of the guys in the locker room? Will his fearlessness and courage lead to injury problems? We've seen that before in the past. He reminds me a lot of Bob Sanders, you know, a safety out of Iowa who was an eight-year pro with the Colts and really a good player, but his, his career was ended too soon due to some of the injuries caused by the recklessness with his body. This is a surefire first-round pick but how long will he be able to play? How durable of a safety will he be in his career? Tommy, I think with Grey Worm, we do know something is in fact missing. Well. Yeah, I think we all know what that is. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that was so fun. You guys killed it. I loved your player evals. Yeah, I, you know, it was weird because I actually have to, like, write some of these sometimes for, like, high school players, and so – it's like oh, you weird writing them on fictional people. <laughs> well, based on the breakdowns that we have here, who would we select as the number one overall pick in the Game of Thrones draft? Oof. Oof. That's a tough one. I'm I probably was... the Night King, right? Yeah, I think that I might go Night King. Yeah. Not a lot of flaws there, to be honest with you. Like, there's really, there's other than him just being a bad dude, there's really no flaws. <laughs> Honestly, we saw the way he threw the spear at the dragon. I would take my chances with an arm like that every time. You have one drive to win it all. I'm going Night King. I, I will say, though, I said this about Bran. Bran is potentially the most talented person. If he puts all the things together, gets the right coaching, I'm telling you, this guy could end up being the best of all time. But his teammates are going to have to carry him, Steve, literally. No, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, every every great player needs great teammates, too. That's okay. Like I said, you get him in the right system, and he can do things that no one else in the show can do. All right, well, this was fun. Hopefully next week we have a battle to discuss. Hopefully someone mm. dies. I mean, I know that sounds terrible, but I'm ready. They've been teasing it for far too long. Can we make a prediction on who the first character to die will be? Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. I, I'm torn. The two people that I'm really sure about are Brienne and um, and uh, Jora. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Jora dies first. Tommy. He just he just got heartsbane. He just got the sword. Like that was a clear sending off. Ooh, I'm gonna say Tormund's the first to go. Ooh. Wow. Why? I just think he's probably the least. You know, he probably has the least story behind him. And I think some of the other characters are going to die in more of a dramatic way at the end. I can see him dying for Brienne early in the battle. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. actually a mm-hmm. sneaky great call. See, I'm going Brienne. Like I mentioned earlier, her character arc is completed. And I think she now, with this new knight on her, is going to feel a little more brazen than normal. And I think she's going to be leading the troops, that first wave of troops that the Night King faces. So I think, unfortunately, because she's one of my favorite characters, Brienne's the first to go. The only true main character I can see dying would be Jamie Lannister. And I can see him dying for Brienne. 
and maybe yeah. dying because he's not as good of a fighter as he once was. And outside of him, though, I think the main characters kind of make it through this battle. That's good. My theory always is that Jamie's going to have to kill Cersei, though. I mean, yeah, she's going to have I, to be undone by her true love. Yeah, but have you guys heard the—I mean, the big theory that everyone's sort of throwing out there is is at the end of at the end of the second episode, we saw a lot of White Walkers, but we didn't necess- necessarily see the Night King. So the theory is that the Night King is actually not there, that he is taking his dragon, his now White Walker dragon— and most of the troops to take King's Landing before before they take Winterfell, Whoa. which would be which if that's the case, Cersei is certainly on the list of people who would be who would be done. That would be an outrageous power move. Yeah, because it was really interesting that they did not show the Night King at the end. They showed several of the guys, but why would they not show him? You're right. Well, we'll certainly find out on Sunday. All right, Tommy. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah. Thanks for having me. See you guys. Thanks to Tommy and Saruti, but you know what time it is. It's the call to action. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts. Hit the search. It's a little eyeglass. Magnifying glass, right? Isn't that what it is? A magnifying glass? Yeah, magnifying glass. A magnifying glass. Search. Type in small talk. Find us. Black square box. White type. Says small talk. (laughs) Click it. Subscribe. Rate it. Preferably five stars. And review. Like this guy, Rob636. What's up, Rob? Which is the St. Louis area code. Subject line, Tommy's new best friend. Five stars. I love the show, guys. Tommy can come out to the 636 for beers, burgers, and Boston sports bashing. We drink any day ending with a Y. Okay. I th- I, for a second, I thought it was going to be for Tommy Reese, but all right. It's for you. Also, P.S., <laughs> Michelle dominates the mile. Thank you, Rob. <laughs> we got into Herb and Schmeeb, and I forgot that we need to get Danny Cannell on the line because he's got a breakdown of how we're going to do this. So we're, we cannot forget to do that next week, Tom. But thank you. I honestly think I would win the mile, too. These guys don't run. <laughs> I'm getting the reps in. I'm putting in the work. I think yeah. I will crush them. Yeah, but then you do. Then you go out and you're like, oh, I don't train, I don't train. But then you're like, oh, I do run. So I don't know, I don't it know is which one it is. I get yeah. it. I get it. I run, yeah, you're I sending run, mixed messages, Michelle. I do it in waves. But I'm getting in more <laughs> cardio than you two are. Yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Rob. I'll, I'll drink beers with you. Uh, next one from Who61, subject line 101 ESPN Religious Listener, five stars. Five stars, obviously. I love Michelle and Freeze Pops on the Bernie Show in the mornings and followed them along to Small Talk. Thank you for that. Thanks. Saruti, dot, 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 you're okay too. Since I'm close in age to all of you, I can relate to all the different topics that are discussed. Freeze Pops is the GOAT. Thank you. Wow, getting a lot of love today. Look at you. <laughs> I mean, you have a new best friend who offered to take you out for beers any day that ends in Y. Rob. And then Who says you're the GOAT? Robin Hoove, I got my friend group now. What, what am I doing on Bumble Friend? Yeah, get off Bumble Friend, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm just trying to to use all the resources I have available to me. So it sounds like I should deal more in the Apple Podcast comment section than Bumble Friend because these people actually seem to really like me. So. Yeah, tweet Tom. Offer to take him out. He's an open guy. Check me out, guys. Yeah, slide into my DMs. They're open. On Twitter and Instagram at. At your boy TC Fresh. That never gets old. What's up? B O I. T C Fresh. Y A B O I T C Fresh. As you age, are you going to always keep that? Like are yeah. you gonna be a fifty five year old dad with the handle at your boy TC Fresh? At this point, it I can't change it. Unless someone like an employer or someone that's giving me lots of money or there was some sort of legal reason to do it, I, I can't I can't change it. There's too much equity at this point. I agree. I love it. I think you should keep it forever. Okay. 
<laughs> I think your kids will think it's cool too. Oh yeah, and it's weird to think about kids thinking about Twitter handles. Like, are it, are Twitter handles going to matter when we have kids? I don't know. But look at Mitchell Trubisky. Tunnels are legit. <laughs> Actually, though, those tweets age well. Oh, they age amazingly, and I'm jealous of his of his Twitter persona because that, that's what I wish I could capture. Honestly, right. just the randomness and stream of consciousness is incredible. Well, thanks to you, Tom. I know you're going on a bachelor party this weekend, so enjoy yourself. Come back in one piece. Yeah, man, I'm going to need it. I'm going to need it. (laughs) And thank you to everyone for listening and for your support of Small Talk. We will be back in action next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.